Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh dear brothers and sisters today's podcast is a very important subject matter which is all about zakat who can we pay how much do we pay who's eligible which is very very important it turns out that majority of us if you listen to this through the eyes of the the, the dean we are very very wealthy people so we will get the explanation what that means and who is eligible for it and who is not okay so listen out your scenario your situation will be mentioned in it and inshallah you can take this forward and explain it further to your family so the big question is this how do muslims like us who live busy lives in non-muslim countries remain strong in our faith and practice islam while being surrounded by temptations and distractions how do we reconnect with Allah and strive towards Jannah as one community of believers that is the question and this podcast will give you the answer my name is Ahmed Rehan and welcome to Jannah Talk Going to the second module, zakat. Very important topic. Um, who can zakat be paid to? I've got a lot of questions, a lot of scenarios come up. People ask. This is the essence to it. Yeah. If we understand this, then all other situations are based upon this. Yeah. <clears throat> I've got pages and pages and pages of queries. Uh, questions and answers from people but it's all based on this if you understand if you understand this then every other scenario we will be able to um, we'll be able to calculate ourselves whether this person uh, is eligible to receive zakat or not so first number one it says a person who owns 52.5 tolas of silver now 52 and a half tolas of silver and nowadays weights is equivalent to approximately 612 point something or 613 grams of silver okay 612 or 613 grams of silver or the value of such in cash or merchandise is classified as rich by the sharia subhanallah allah akbar <laughs> so anyone who's anyone who has 600 and roughly 613 grams of silver worth is rich in Sharia, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. And here we are, we, see, that's why they say, when it comes to the matter of deen, look at those who are above you. When it comes to the matter of deen, look at those who are above you. Subhanallah, he's so knowledgeable, subhanallah, he has the Quran, or he's so practicing, or look at his righteousness, righteousness look at his manners, look at his uh, soft speech, or whatever, look at those who are above you. When it comes to matter of deen. But when it comes to matter of dunya, look at those who are below you, the less fortunate. This will give us the quality of gratitude and contentment. But what's happened today is, in matters of deen, we look at those who are below us. Oh yeah, at least, uh, alhamdulillah, at least I've got the kalima la ilaha illallah. Right? And he's happy with this. 
Alhamdulillah, it's a huge blessing. But as we covered just in the tafsir of Surah Al-Asr, it's not sufficient for our salvation. And what I mean is, what I mean by salvation is direct salvation. You know, no one wants to go via. Yeah. You want to go direct to Jannah. You don't want to go via uh, to Jannah. Yeah. Similarly, direct flights. Or they say, oh no, yeah, it's going to stop over in uh, Doha or in uh, or Dubai. Oh yeah, what's the stay like? Oh, six hours. Okay, let's check another. All right, okay. London Heathrow, British Airways, direct to Pakistan. <laughs> Let's go, let's get easy jet from here, go to London and subhanAllah. Yeah, direct. In dunya, we're not able to, we're not willing to go uh, via, okay. Just because, of, imagine in akhirat, no one would want to go via Jahannam, man. No one want to go via Jahannam. So we want to go direct. Why bare minimum? Why are we so content with bare minimum when it comes to deen? And when it comes to dunya, we look at those who are above us. Yeah, that guy's got a million pounds, man. He's got 10 properties. <coughs> He's got latest cars. Okay. Uh, He's got that many bedrooms, house. He's got a house here. He's got a house in Miami. He's got a house in Barbados. Tiga. <laughs> so winter holidays is there and... Summer holidays is there in Allahu Akbar. Oh then, oh South Africa. Oh yeah, he's got something there as well in Cape Town. Subhanallah. So when it's winter here, it's summer there. Let's go there. Oh yeah. So, you know, we look at, we're looking at, we're looking at the wrong people, my brothers. That's why we become so ungrateful. That's why our life has become hell for us. That's why we're always quarreling and fighting and arguing with our spouse, with our parents, with our siblings. That's why the jealousy and the greed and the hatred is there. It's because we're looking at the wrong category. We are meant to be looking at those in deen above us. To inspire us to do more and to get closer to Allah. And through that to get enough for our deen and to be content. But we looked at those who with more wealth and hence why we got all these unnecessary headaches. Unnecessary headaches. So look, in Sharia, the, uh, this person is classified as rich who has equivalent to 613 grams of silver. SubhanAllah. So, good news to all of us, if we still today didn't think that we were rich, <laughs> well, you, we, we all are rich, Alhamdulillah. Shukr, we need to do shukr to Allah, we got enough, Alhamdulillah. If we have this amount, we have enough, Alhamdulillah. And equivalent to 613 grams, remember, this is not much, it's only... For every day's rate is different. It's only 100, 200 pounds. If that, or 250 pounds max. That's what it is, remember this. It is not permissible to give zakat to such a person and it's not halal for such a person to accept it. So anyone who has that amount of savings or anything beyond the necessity or of merchandise, of trade, we cannot give them zakat. Bas. Number two, so many people ask, uh, you know, they give scenarios, goes, can I give zakat to so and so and so? So just remember this rule principle. Do they have anything equivalent to 613 grams in silver, gold, cash, merchandise, anything beyond their needs? That's the first question. 
<laughs> because what happens is they ask the question and you have to you tell them the principle because this principle I can't tell you whether you could give it to that person or not because you need to assess the actual individual whether they have that much or not and then uh, based on that you give you decide for yourself whether you give them zakat number two similarly someone who has possessions of that value which are not merchandise but are still excess to his needs like we we're talking about the sharwani last week mashallah umar bhai ki sharwani kya baat hai mashallah with the pagdi and the khusa and all that with it yeah mashallah and the scarf <laughs> <laughs> Sorry brothers, I'm only uh, saying that as a joke. Yeah, I don't know if Umar by even Ura Sharwani could be, mashallah. Just a waste court or something, but alhamdulillah. Yeah. So excess to his needs is also considered rich and it is impermissible to give zakat to him. And many of these brides, mashallah, uh, you know, lengas and all that, thousand pound, two thousand pound, a patiniki question of the different, they only wear it for that one day and after that it's just lying there. Yeah, so this is beyond their need. This is despite the fact that zakat is not first on this type of rich person. So just say a person doesn't have any merchandise or any uh, any savings or such, but they have these certain items which are beyond their necessity, but and they are of the value of that six hundred thirteen grams silver. Okay, we can't give zakat to such an individual. What they need to do is anything which is beyond they need, they need to sell that off first. And the money that they get from there, they use that on their needs. And when they run out of that, now they don't have anything. Then they might be able to be helped. Number three, and those who do not possess wealth equal to that amount or those who have nothing are classified as fakir, poor. It is permissible to give zakat to such people and it is permissible for someone in those circumstances to accept it too. So, they don't have that amount of gold, silver, cash, merchandise, and items beyond their necessity. These five things. Okay. Gold, silver, cash, merchandise, and um, items beyond their necessity. If they don't have anything equivalent to 613 grams of silver, then... In, they are classified as poor and they are entitled to receive zakat. Number four, items such as large cooking pots. Ah. What is it? Dinner set. Dinner set. MashaAllah. Dinner set. Different ones. MashaAllah. Different designs. Allah Akbar. Allah Akbar. <laughs> in Pakistan, they have it displayed in the sit room as well, isn't it? <laughs> Different dinner sets. Allah Akbar. With a teapot. <laughs> Anyway, so anyone has such large cooking pots, large rugs, tents, etc., which are made use of very infrequently at the time of special occasions, so and which are not used on a day-to-day -day basis are classified as excess to one's needs. Therefore, zakat will not be deemed as discharge of one. Uh, sorry, zakat will not be deemed as discharge if one gives it to someone who owns such items to the value of nisab. Nisab means the minimum criteria of eligibility of zakat, which uh, we have discussed is 613 grams of silver. Allahu Akbar. So anything in excess of that. So my brothers, some people, there's different, different scenarios. <coughs> 
So a person has, uh, what's the largest screen here that they have in these houses? Um, a, a huge screen, yeah, a cinema screen style, mashallah. Um, so, you know, in, in Pakistan, they'll say, oh, Gareeb, Gareeb family, Gareeb family, but they've got a satellite dish there. <laughs> right, <laughs> they got satellites today. They they got TV screen, and you know they've got all those, uh, all these channels up and running. So, uh, so if anything, this for some people that TV screen is beyond necessity because they only use it to watch movies, dramas, Allah maafkare. Okay, so that's beyond necessity. So the value of that you have to calculate towards a nisab. On the other hand, there might be an IT technician. He needs a screen for his work. So that won't be. Uh, beyond his necessity that will be part of his tools you see so everyone's personal needs and necessities will be different but anything of anything of that kind that which is uh, beyond the necessity it's not part of the tools and it's just uh, it's very uh, infrequently used uh, we'll have to calculate the value of that towards an isab <coughs> now they're saying a house for living in Clothes for wearing, hired help, and those household items which are used regularly, regularly are all classified as necessities. Okay, so your own house, you don't calculate that the value of that, your clothes that you wear, and so on. Therefore, no one will be considered as rich by possessing these items, no matter how valuable they are, and it is permissible to give such a person zakat. So this could be that a poor person is living in a five hundred thousand pound house, but he doesn't have any or any of those items that we discussed before. Before, equivalent to the value of six hundred thirteen grams of zakat, it doesn't matter. We won't say to him, "Bro, you're living in a five hundred thousand pounds house. Downgrade yourself and go to a small coterie, yeah, <laughs> move yourself to a small hut." Uh, no, no. That's, that's, that's his house that he has. Alhamdulillah, khalas. MashaAllah, look at the flexibility of our deen in Islam, subhanAllah. Similarly, books which form reference material for educated people are also considered as necessary items. Okay. So you've got a whole library worth of books. And this is part of your, you're a lawyer, for example, and you need, or you're, uh, you're a medical doctor or so on, and you need those items, those, or you're uh, a religious scholar, and you need those books for your references. Yeah, so that's, it doesn't matter how many they are, and uh, how many thousands it's worth, they are necessary items. As are the tools of a craftsman, regardless of their value. So there's a plumber, a gas engineer, Electrician, they have the tools, right? A carpenter <coughs> or a painter, whoever it may be, their tools will uh, they classified as a nested items. Doesn't matter, even if they're worth up to ten, fifteen thousand pounds. Tools aside, if a craftsman does not have six hundred thirteen grams of silver or its equivalent, then it is permissible for him to accept zakat. Allah Akbar. So he's got his tools, but he doesn't have that amount of money in his savings or in the form of merchandise, or silver, gold, or beyond his necessity, then he can take zakat. Number six, if a person has a number of houses which he rents out, or some other form of income, so he's got a few houses now that he possesses, 
and he's got rental income coming from there but his dependents uh, dependents are so numerous that he cannot make ends meet mashallah yani he might be married to four wives alhamdulillah say subhanallah hum uch pani aa rahe hai usman de chalo sorry okay yeah so <laughs> so he's married to four wives right and mashallah he's got about four or five children from each wife so there you are you got a family of 20 there just there <laughs> okay that's his 20 kids now the wives mashallah and the husband that's 25 <laughs> okay <laughs> so it doesn't matter how many properties he's got rental income coming from is not going to be sufficient right so it's a scenario like that but his dependents are so numerous that he cannot make ends meet and he does not or sometimes there's some cases that person's parents are poor they're in need so he needs to look after them sometimes their sisters um they are widows or they divorces they need to look after for the sisters and so on so there's many other expenses that uh, you know the, the the money goes towards mashallah um and he does not own any other wealth that would make zakat farz on him then it is permissible to give zakat to him subhanallah there you are he's got few properties that he owns since they are properties that he owns and they're not he doesn't own them for trade purposes one is you bought properties to sell them on now that's classified as merchandise that's different you calculate zakat on the value of it but here he's bought properties for his own ownership and um he wants to make some money through the rental income this is different now it's the rental income which which uh, which we'll calculate here what he's generating from the rent and that will add up to um, you know he'll add that up to his savings and so on and his expenses and so on will be deducted <coughs> but the value of the properties won't be in this case yeah um number 7 if someone has 1000 cash yet also has debts of 1000 pounds this is very important but this because quite a lot of scenarios come with like this as well someone has 1000 pounds cash yet also has debts of 1000 pounds or over then it is permissible to give him zakat if his debts are less than 1000 pounds then it should be determined how much he would be left with after the debt is paid okay if he's left with the nisab amount just say he had 1000 pounds then he's got debt of 500 pounds he still got 500 pounds left and now if the nisab amount is 250 pounds then we can't give him zakat and if he's left with less then it is permissible okay so remember in this case my brothers we won't just go uh, we always have to remember the five a categories we've mentioned in the beginning the five areas cash gold silver merchandise um uh yeah investments nowadays stocks shares all that comes into merchandise as well okay and uh, any items beyond his need and necessity then he's in in debt then you got this scenario okay number 8 if a wealthy person is on a journey and due to theft or some other circumstances he is left without any funds not even enough to return home then in such a case it is permissible to give zakat to him regardless of how much wealth he has back at home so this person mashallah allah has given him a lot of uh, wealth but um, allah maaf <laughs> he was he landed from uh, he landed on one of pakistan airports and there you are he sat in the taxi or he sat in that local bus 
and before he's even reached his destination he realizes his purse is gone his pocket yeah his pockets are all cut and open his mobile's gone his uh, you know his debit cards everything and you know he doesn't have anything left he's skint so such a person this doesn't matter how much money he has at home but now at this very moment at time doesn't have anything is he can he be helped with zakat yes he can be helped with zakat if there's no other means to help him <clears throat> he can't borrow money from anyone or anything else he can't be helped with zakat in such a scenario but for such a person he should only take that amount which is enough for his need and necessity in a kaam eligible to receive zakat and chal 2 4000 pound de de <laughs> so enough for his need and necessity to come round and to be able to get access his money again similarly it is permissible to give zakat to a haji who runs out of funds on his journey despite the fact that he may have much wealth back at home so haji is gone on hajj but um, you know he's uh, he loses his money happens happens within the rush in the crowd number 9 it is not permissible to give zakat to minor children whose father is rich I think we leave this here, inshallah, so that we can touch on the third module. Bismillah. Okay, more with this. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. With regards to the neighbors, we were talking about um, not to uh, cause any grief or pain to our um, or discomfort and convenience to our neighbors. Yeah. Remember, it's through our actions, especially our non-Muslim neighbors. It's only through our actions that they're going to be inspired. It's only going through be our through our actions, um, and if they ever cause any uh, discomfort to us, then to endure that with patience. Okay, to endure that. Sometimes they go, uh, you know, they have their anniversary or they got their twentieth or fiftieth birthday party, and mashallah, until eleven o'clock or twelve o'clock, the DJ going on and the sarah, mashallah. So, sabr karna, sabr. Allah maaf kare. Allah uh, Akbar. Um, so, if your neighbor needs to, uh, you know, you know, needs to hammer something or nail something into your wall, uh, then allow them to do so. Do not refuse. As long as, of course, it doesn't put your own building and your own wall in uh, in risk of <laughs> collapsing. <laughs> But if it's something simple, right, and the, it's just a joint fence or something, for example, and you know they need to. Nail something in, then just allow them to do so. This is teaching of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allahumma jarun jarun an yakhrisa an yakhrisa khushbatan fi jadari. A neighbor would not stop his uh, fellow neighbor uh, from. Uh, yeah, so uh, where was it? Yeah, to place a a, a wood uh, in his wall. So if they need to, if, if some kind kind of need occurs. And another play, another hadith for the quality um, etiquette before this was Nabi Ali Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, "Man kan yubna billah, whoever has firm belief in Allah and the Day of Judgment, falayyudhi jarahu, he will not cause any pain to his neighbor." And uh, another quality is always to be kind um, and gentle to them, be polite to them. And be part of their happiness and sadness. Be happy, part of their happiness and sadness. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Whatever you like for yourself, you should like for your neighbor. Whatever we like for ourselves, we need to like for our neighbors. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, "Walladhi nafsi biyadi." By the being in whose control is my life, 
La yu'minu abdun. A person cannot be a complete believer until he loves for his neighbor what he loves for himself. So the chicken kadai, and lamb kadai, lamb biryani, mashallah, sometimes share it with your neighbors, they love it. And they remember it for life. <laughs> but uh, so inshallah ta'ala to share anything of such with our neighbors as well inshallah. Um, that was actually the next etiquette as well. If your neighbor is um, is hungry, then try to arrange for the food as well. Try to arrange for the food, subhanAllah. This teaching of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And uh, lastly, my brothers, we were talking about the du'as of, um, for wudu. Alhamdulillah, I hope we start to practice the first du'a when we were washing our hands uh, for wudu. Now the, wa now the du'a for actually uh, you know, rinsing our mouth, yeah, for kulli, for gargling, is uh, Allah ma'inni ala talawat al-Qur'an wa dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik It's beautiful, mashallah, it's beautiful So we're making dua to Allah Allah, please help me to recite the Qur'an Help me to remember you Help me to thank you And help me to worship you uh, In a good form of worship SubhanAllah so I'll inshallah try to send an audio of that with its meaning uh, to the group as well inshallah Jazakallah khairan may Allah give me us all the ability to act upon the sunnahs of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the teachings of our beautiful deen and become good practicing people and become means of guidance for others as well Ameen wa akhudawun alhamdulillah rabbil alameen Jazakallah khairan wa ahsanadazat If you're enjoying this podcast and we have one very special request could you please like and leave a review for this podcast wherever you're listening to it whether it's apple podcast audible google web browser youtube facebook wherever you're listening to it if you're enjoying this please leave us a review it really helps us spread the message and it helps more than you can imagine assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh